It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. He'll show up. Yeah. Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew. Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bringing the bull. Danny may join us later. He may not. We hope he does. We'll find out. You better out. listen to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny is an attraction. What's up, guys? Not, not much, Not man. much. <laughs> so I actually want to say thank you, Drufus. I am smoking right now an Opus X that you sent to me. Nice. Probably three years ago. And at that time, it was probably already three or four years old. Yeah. So I'm not even really sure how old this cigar is. But I had, um, I don't know why. I just, you, remember I told you guys like about a month ago, maybe even two now. God, I sound like Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, I was like, man, I have, I have a taste. I'm starting to get that craving for an opus. Yeah. And so today was the day. I went, I, I, you know, went to the back of the humidor or whatever and where I had chunked it. and <laughs> Pulled out Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, pulled out Sleeping Beauty. So thank you, my friend. <laughs> this is a, this is delicious. <laughs> they're, they're better aged. It's tasty. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that opus is almost old enough for R. Kelly to enjoy it. <laughs> if it were a human being. Almost. Almost. It's close. That's terrible. <laughs> but true. That's, that's tasteless. Which brings us into our first question. Oh, off the bat. No get it. Look at this well, guy. I mean, you know, I, you know whatever. We're, we're uh, not mincing words here tonight. Um, favorite non-cigar smoking. Was it Instagram or all social media that we follow? Uh, Whiskey Jim asked about Instagram, but you could do any social media. I think he's cool with hearing any of it. What do you follow yeah. that's not cigars? Yeah, for me, it's... Um, well, if we're talking purse, I follow a bunch of financial people. So that's different, like market stuff. But on a personal, like, other level, I, Tasteless Gentleman is really the only one that I follow. No, yeah. But so... But some other funny ones are like um, uh, influencers in the wild. That's pretty funny. It's pretty um, good, yeah. Just stuff like that. But taste is gentlemen. You gotta tell us. You gotta tell us what these are, though. Well, like, we talked Tasteless about both gentlemen? of them. What's what's influencers in the wild? That was a while ago. We no. get new listeners every week, dog. Go to Instagram and find uh, out. Not according to our numbers, You're but old. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we lose the old ones. That's the thing. New ones every week. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tasteless Gentleman is just basically like, I don't know, man. How would you describe it? Isn't that in the, the name? Basic... What's that? Isn't that in the name? Yeah. I mean, it's just That's... a dude that poke fun at <laughs> conventional or, or socially acceptable norms. They're kind of like a satire satirical is the word i think you say um men's rights account okay pinpointing some of the double standards that exist in relationships um and encourage really bad no i don't know i don't want to say bad but encourage reckless behavior when it comes to the consumption of alcohol 
Is that fair you to just, say? You yeah. just described Wisconsin. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's that other one? The Influencers in the Wild. That one's hilarious. Oh, that one's way. great. I don't know. I mean, I actually don't follow it, but I've been sent stuff from there that I've watched. Um, but I think you have to follow. So I'll like follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow because they're private. But I don't currently follow them. But the stuff I've seen is hilarious. Yeah, Drew sends me all these private hilarious things all the time and I'm dude like, you gotta watch that you gotta join i don't join shit let me let me see what i send you <laughs> <laughs> i should because those should watch it, those are the best I, I can't every time i get a message from drew i'm like oh all right well this is gonna be private but i'll look when they're right. not they're funny i do uh i'm gonna steal danny's but i do uh girls getting hurt it's in the title. It's girls getting hurt. Uh, health and safety is a funny one. It's it's just people doing stupid shit at work, or I mean, misusing equipment, or you know, trucks and shit, or whatever. Uh, Doctor Carlos show. I don't know if anybody knows about that one, but it's got just a ton of different videos. Some of it's like serious, some of it's not. Some of it's people wiping out. Yeah. Uh, Claw of the North. That's got all kinds of crazy shit on it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm I'm scrolling through all the ones I've sent to Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you send a lot of that Claw of the North one that I never can see. Yeah. Off College is another one. That's one I sent you the other day. There's a video on there of this girl, and she's been to, um, um, like, self-defense class. So she goes into her husband. She's like, hey, you want to see what I learned at class? And he's like, no. And she's like, what are you, a pussy? He's like, okay. So they go in the living room. She sets up the camera. And he's like, why is there a camera? She's like, are you ready? Are you ready? She, like, takes a swing at him. He <laughs> sweeps her legs out from under her, <laughs> slams her to the ground. And he's like, I better get my money back. <laughs> Oh man, all the videos on there are great. Cow didn't cow cow's still not a member on there. No, I don't I don't follow anything. Me me and Danny swap these back and forth a lot. That you do. Top tier men's humor. I don't know. I follow kids getting hurt. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, we've exhausted that topic. That's it. Yeah, there you have it. There you <laughs> have it. Whiskey gem. I hope you find a gem within those. <laughs> Diamond in the rough. Girls falling yeah. down is another funny one. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't follow a single thing that you guys said, so yeah. I have no idea just, what they are. I just went through the last like month of crap I've sent Cal. There's influencers in the wild. The, the cow. Good stuff. Um, or Danny's here. Danny's soul collector, girls getting hurt, stadium goods, circle of idiots. 
Yeah, Soul Collector is good. That's a that's a shoe. That's a sneaker website or a sneaker. Oh, it's like S O S O L E, not S O E. Yeah, no, yeah. not not like the Grim Reapers Instagram page. <laughs> not like that guy that dressed up like the Grim Reaper and wandered around the Florida beaches when people uh, were going out in coronavirus. That was great. So my brother, <laughs> my brother is down in Florida right now. Uh, he splits time between here and there. And they closed the beaches there last week because people weren't observing social distancing. That's on the western side of the state, so the western side beaches. Now, you think that that's going to get better or worse? Oh, definitely worse. Right. It's only going to get worse. Really. Everything's yeah. going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's... I actually want to address something here as a, as a small business owner, Drew, you work for not a small business, but a medium size, probably. Right. You're not like massive. Uh, you you don't work for Apple. We have less than 50 employees. So however you want to consider that small business. Yeah. Cal, how many employees work in your organization? I'm just going to say greater than a thousand. Call it that. Greater than a thousand. Okay, and are you guys publicly traded or privately held? Private. Okay. So I'm not going to amend my stance that people need to observe social distancing and all of that and, and try to stay home to the extent that you can. Okay? I, but there is something happening right now economically under our noses that is going to affect a lot of us going forward. And as a, as, and if you don't understand this stuff, you really should spend some time to understand it. Because the longer that things are closed, really who you're affecting are the mom and pop businesses more than anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's the neighborhood restaurant, it's the neighborhood bar, it's the neighborhood hair salon, it's the, you know, whatever, right? The neighborhood grocery store. Because look, Walmart, Amazon, uh, Target, whatever, these guys are going to weather this, regardless of how long it takes. They're all open still, too. (laughs) Right. And, And not only that, but... They're having shit tons of money pumped into the into the equity markets, right? Yeah. Their stock prices are pretty much where they were, if not better than where they were before the pandemic. And so we're seeing this widening gap of the people that are going to be okay and the people that are not. So even though I've long been a proponent of stay home and all of that, and I definitely believe you should to the extent that you can, I'm starting to become really uneasy about this disparity that I'm seeing in, and how difficult it is for a small business to get a fucking loan to pay their employees, but these guys are getting trillions of dollars bailed out by the Federal mm-hmm. Reserve. I mean, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, and maybe this is controversial, but I don't think it is. I feel like in this country we have capitalism for the middle class and the poor, and we have essentially government socialism for a giant enough corporation because they're not yeah. going to let them fail. It's going to happen. 
right. So, what yeah. does that tell you about about the economy you're working in? Right. Yeah. And and allow me and just I cannot stress this to you enough, people. The less choices you have, the worse for you. Competition breeds innovation. Competition breeds better business. You start taking that away, we're all fucked. Look at the cigar industry. Can you imagine if the boutique brands didn't start popping up and gaining traction? You think Altadis or General or Davidoff would be coming out with the stuff that they're coming out with today? Do you? I'm asking. I mean, some of no. some of it's to compete with each other, but overall, not as much of it probably. I mean, you have a smaller race. It's like it's like you guys are into athletic competitions, right? People get better because of the competition. Um, the people you compete against have to be really strong, otherwise, you don't improve. That's pretty much true of anything, right? Yeah. So you feel like we're going to see less competition in the future, fewer choices? It, it sure, it, listen, it, if things don't change, yeah, yeah, you are. Because only the big, only the big is going to survive. Well, I think then, it's, almost, it's almost worse than that because it's not just that the big survive, but let's say, you know, look, look six to 12 months in the future. If you come out of this with money, you're going to have a shit ton of opportunities, right? Because there's going to be a lot of people yeah. that ain't got no money mm -hmm. and they lost what right. they had and you can buy it for cheap. Right. Sure. So that disparity is going to get tremendously worse. Exactly. Exactly. Merka. This is not... <laughs> not encouraging but anyway so you think people should uh, get out there uh, no I'm torn on that yep. you know and that, that's what I'm saying like I'm not sure how, if I've amended my because if we're all sick there's no economy anyway <laughs> there's no there's no business anyway yeah right and so you know money comes and goes but your health doesn't always mm -hmm. right and so Really, health and time are your greatest, most valuable assets. And uh, if you can be patient for as long as you can be, realistically, without harming the well-being of you or your family, um, then you will have the opportunity, as long as you have the health, to try to get back to whatever it was that you were doing. But without your health, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you can have all the money in the world. I think well, uh, people are getting. Go ahead, go ahead Drew. Good. Go ahead, Cal. All right. I was just <laughs> saying that with people getting, you know, all the safe at home orders lifting and all that other stuff, the next thing that's going to drop off is going to be your unemployment benefits that go along with it. So there's going to be a lot of people getting super, super fucked from that, too. Um, yep. And a lot of the choices you're talking about drop away. Um, yep. It's not like you can say, well, 
I, I can't feed my family, but I can live off unemployment. That won't even be a choice. Right. You're going to have to get your ass out there and put your, your health on the line, which is, I think, super unfortunate. I don't, I don't have a better solution, but I think it's terrible. Right. So, you know, I'll say what I was going to say, but if, if Cal, you say you lost your job today, I mean, yeah, Yeah. would would you go, uh, would you go find something? I mean, anything? Uh, It depends on the situation you're in um, and how, how lucky you are to have saved up some money or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, If I had to, if I had the choice where it was either like take on massive, massive debt to like stay afloat or go get some shitty job where I'm somewhat at risk. Yeah. Uh, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I would, I would, I guess, I would look for a job where there's minimal, like, minimal risk. Some, yeah, some contact, but as little as possible. Uber Eats, something like that. <laughs> but like, I'm not above anything. If I got to go work at McDonald's to feed my family, I'm doing it. So I think that's the problem with a lot of people, is they've lost a job, and. I I don't want to say there's plenty of jobs out there, but I think there's a shit ton of jobs out there and people just don't want to take them. And it's easier to live off the system than to go get that shitty job. I don't know if you've seen some of these. In general or like during the thing? uh, In general, um, obviously it's, it's a little different at the moment, but dude, there's a lot of jobs out there. There's a lot of people freaking hiring. We just hired two new people. Actually. I mean, I know a lot of companies are struggling and a lot of companies are closing, but there's a lot of companies that are, I don't want to sure. say booming, but there's a lot of companies that are, that are pushing. It's a shift. Yeah. It's a shift, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of those jobs are things people are like, I don't really want to do that. I was doing this right. before. They don't want to well, make dude, the you change. Had, you, had, you had some people that you were having issues with, right, at your job, performance-wise. Yeah. yeah. Like, pandemic or no pandemic, those guys were on the chopping block anyway, right? Yes. So what's interesting to me now from your perspective as being somebody who's able to hire, you have potential to replace people like that with amazing fucking people that were just casualties of number of a numbers game. True. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of how I look at it. Like for a company like yours, that you could maybe even hire better talent right now that wouldn't normally be available. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to be careful of how long they're going to stay. Well, yeah, potentially. Yeah. But there's somebody out there for it. But there's a lot of small business owners that are having a hard time getting their employees to come back because their employees are making more money not working, like what Drew said. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot of problems related to that. Uh, in yeah. a lot of ways, like that we couldn't possibly unpack on our podcast. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something pretty fucked up about working a full time job and not being able to afford Absolutely. to live anyway. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Right. I don't know. 
It's all a mess. I know. The other part that I was... Go ahead. The other side I was going to say is, since I asked you, but I think... I think... I don't know if everything should be open up necessarily. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision, one. But two, I think if people want to go do things, fucking let them go do it. Like, if if they want to get sick and stuff, then or risk that, then go for it. Make, let them make the choice. I mean, remove the remove the warning labels. <laughs> 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 I mean, I hate to say it like that, but. If 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 you're telling people hey, it's not safe, or you should wear a mask, or you shouldn't gather in these gatherings, and they choose to do it, then then that's their choice in the end. Yeah. If I hear the same message and I go, eh, I'll stay home, then it's my choice again. Now, sure. the, tough, the tricky it's tough one to reconcile those two things, though, right? Because you you just said that people should go out, but you also said people should go back to work. So if I'm a bartender. And I'm supposed to go back to work, and then a bunch of people come in and don't wear masks and get my ass sick. Well, that's the like, tricky one: is that yeah. the, the jobs that are forced to go back to work and they don't feel safe in that environment. Right. I agree. Yes, that's yeah. the that's the tricky side. But I don't, I don't know how you reconcile that either. Me neither, man. I just keep thinking about my buddies in no healthcare. Yeah, I think about my buddies in healthcare that have gotten. You know, we have some listeners that work in healthcare, like uh, you know, BOTL Iman out of Memphis, uh, for example. You know, I've spoken to him a little bit. Um, you know, they're they're, and you know, friends of mine that I've known since I was a, in grade school that are now doctors. It's it's nuts, bro. The shit's real. If you still think it's not real, you're fucking wrong. Okay, it's real understand that so anyway what else we got gentlemen cigar hard shift hard shift to something else oh yeah do that cigar noise uh you guys uh probably need to get on their facebook as well and check out all the um virtual chats they're doing again mention that so if you're not on the app, get on the app, CigarNoise.com, Cigar Noise app in the App Store, or Facebook Cigar Noise. And uh, if you guys are missing out on all the uh, events, they're doing meet and greets all the time with new people. Yep. So here's one, too. Uh, hot off the presses. Uh, subscribe to the Cigar Noise YouTube channel. The Cigar Noise Weekly broadcast is coming back. Ooh. Nice. If you haven't that seen that, awesome. go back two or three years and just bask in the awesomeness yeah. and get ready. Yeah. yeah. Now, who's doing that, Kyle? You and, and who else? Uh, so Dave, Dave is, is masterminding the whole thing. Nice. Uh, I'll be involved and other people will be involved. You'll have to wait and see. I'm going to make you watch. Ooh. Oh, the teaser. Yeah. I'll tell you this, man. And Dave West is a badass. One of the most, he is. He is one of the most intelligent, well rounded people. And I'm not talking about his current weight, I'm talking about him and his personality (laughs) and all of that. Um, 
because we're all well-rounded right now. Um, <laughs> maybe except Drew, he's got a home gym. But <laughs> but he is one of the most intelligent and well-rounded human beings I have met at, in the last 10 to 15 years. Yep. No joke. The guy is, is pretty damn brilliant, man. A smart guy. And a badass. I'm looking forward to Yeah, he is. I'm looking forward to that. I really am. He's also really good at breaking shit down in a way that people understand. So that's a yeah. perfect fit for this. Dave motherfucking West. The wagon. The wagon. All right, so let's let's talk about cigars since we talked about cigar noise. Uh, so, Patina Maduro just had a mm-hmm. review come out, mm-hmm. and it got it got a couple points, didn't it, Mo? It did. Yeah, we got two reviews. Right, we had a uh, one that got a hundred. Um, out of how many? Which, out of out of two hundred. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> hundo out of a hundo, which you know obviously is. Look, it, that's an honor, right? Um, I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. That's pretty damn cool, right? Yeah. Um, so, the, look, I don't get excited about reviews, not because I don't appreciate them, but because you got to take the good with the bad. Right. And you almost have to keep an even keel about them because if you get too worked up about the bad ones or you get too excited about the good ones, you're only setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. And, um, but either way, man, I was, that was a really big compliment. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, conehead who did that review. Name it a hundred. It is pretty and, damn good. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing, dude, is he picked up on a lot of the things that I wanted consumers to pick up on. And he was able to do that. And so for whatever reason, that cigar spoke to him in the way that I intended it to be experienced by people that smoke it. So... And I was taught, I actually joined the small bash crew yesterday for a little bit. And we talked about if you're trying a cigar for the first time, because somebody was on the, somebody was on the talk and they were saying, well, I've never tried your cigars. I want to try, I have a couple sitting in the humidor. I'm going to try them. Any advice on how to, you know, what should I pair with them or whatever it was, cow was something like that. That's kind of how it came up, right? Protein shake. Yeah, protein shake. Yeah, it's basically if I'm going to enjoy this, what's like what's like the patina lifestyle? Right. And so I just, the only, my response first, I said first and foremost, and not even just with patina, but any cigar that you're going to try for the first time, give it every opportunity to be successful. Like if you just had a steak dinner and drank like heavy ass wine or something like that, and then you want to go fire up a patina Connecticut for the first time, that would not be my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that was kind of, and that kind of goes to everything, man. Give, I don't care what brand you're going to smoke. I don't care 
whatever. But if it's the first time you're smoking something, give yourself an opportunity to actually experience a cigar. Give it a chance to be successful. So, I don't know. Kind of where I left it at. I agree. You said there were two reviews. What was the other one? Did I miss it? Or am I not thinking? Uh, no, I, I shared it with you guys. The, the Maduro received a 93.67 from, from Tiny Tim. Oh, Damn. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, for those sh- who follow Tiny it, Tim. Is that the shirtless guy? And that's because... Yes, yeah, the shirtless guy. <laughs> and, and that's because it's reviewed in three different thirds, and those are average <laughs> together. So, I right. six, seven. Right. Nice. In case anyone's wondering, because that was my first question. Yeah. No, and I mean, which is obviously a stellar review. It was I a mean, great review. You know, you take that all day, every day. And and he picked up a lot of the flavors, again, and a lot of the notes that that were intended, right? Like, I don't necessarily, like, Cal and I talked about this the other day. I called something cinnamon. Cal called it baking spices, right? Remember, Cal? Uh, yeah, I mean, one one is just more specific than the other, but yeah. right. And, and so you know, there's always. But when you read some of these reviews, you're like, yeah, okay, maybe he called it this, but yeah, I can see, you know, that's kind of what I get to, right? So, by and large, pretty spot on. Now I don't, I don't get that much orange from the cigar, like he did in that review, but that could just be me. I, I didn't get much citrus of any kind. What was he drinking with it? That's a really good question. I'm not know, because sure. it might be from that. Yeah. Well, first of all, and we used to fuck this up too, Drupus. Well, at least I did. I shouldn't say you. But even when we were reviewing cigars back in the day, really to, to review a cigar with anything other than water is well, probably yeah. not the best way to do it. Unless yeah, it's, it's not very true. Unless it's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, every cigar is better with Dr. Pepper, though, isn't it? Like, that's inflating it. Right. Then they're all on the, they're all on the same playing field. Yeah. I gotta try. I gotta try Patina Maduro with the, uh, with the Dr. Pepper. It's good. Be pretty. You've done it. Yeah, dude. That's what I smoke every cigar with, pretty much. Get out of here. What was it like, man? Dude, Patina Maduro is amazing. Sec- or first, it to the to the Patina Habano is second. Amazing. You, Both of those. So do. the Maduro. So the Maduro with Dr Pepper. That was just a fucking awesome. Just ridiculous combination. Yeah, that's what I had it that night. That freaking knocked me on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta Get try that. I'm jealous, dude. It's good. It is. It's good. Real good. Um, I just got this. I just got this thing. There is um, an NBA player for the Philadelphia 76ers named Tobias Harris. Who will provi- provide mortgage assistance for 12 families, lunch for 250 healthcare workers, and 20,000 ch- children's books for at home libraries? That's fucking cool, man. Awesome. Yeah, good for that, dude. 
I don't know who he is, but he sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, good. <clears throat> yeah, he's a really good player, actually. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, man. No, that's good. So, you know, it's getting out there. Yeah. That leads me to a question, though, that I'm curious about, <clears throat> based on some, some other things we've seen. Uh, what's a rating that you would celebrate from a website or a magazine? Like, what's the cutoff for, like, I'll publish this and tell people about it, and this is great, versus, like, all right, that happened. Let's ignore that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably anything under a 90 you're not going to share. Yeah, are you talking about that 88? I, I, I didn't talk about anything specific, Drew. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think a 90 or above you probably share. Anything below nine, you probably just <laughs> let let it fall into the uh, abyss of reviews. I think I'd share anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like above ninety or below fifty is like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so shareable. bad you gotta try it. I mean, could you imagine like a thirty-seven from Charlie Minato? I'd go buy it. It would sell like hotcakes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It'll never happen, but that's no. They, 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 they respect the industry enough, I think, not to do something like that. But. I mean, they've given some pretty low scores. Yeah. But not, not that low. Right. All right. Uh, so here's another cigar-related one, and then we'll, we'll switch it out. So PCA officially canceled 2020 because of coronavirus. Right. So here's my question. Is this news? No. Well, I mean, it, Not. it is technically news. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> the sun rose again today. You, you really mean, do we care? Yeah, does anybody, <laughs> does it, did anybody not see it coming? Um, Unless the PCA had a better plan than the NBA, NFL, MLB, Caesars, uh, the win, the niche, I mean, you name it. Uh, unless they had a better plan than those people, it wasn't going to happen because those guys hadn't figured out how they're going to open back up or have their, their event. So That's legit. You know, from the same people who wanted to bring you com uh, cigar cons. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not sure the PCA can outplay the PCA. Right. So, did they reschedule yeah. for later in the year or just cancel altogether? Just canceled. Okay. I'm kind of with Danny. I wish Danny was on for this topic because I'd be curious to see what his thoughts were as well. But, and I also wanted to ask him about that Cro-Magnon Connecticut he was smoking the other day. But, um, I, I'm curious to see if they continue to, to keep it in Vegas because this might be the final straw of Ve the Vegas adventure. Not to say that it's anybody's fault. I'm just saying that I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if Vegas will continue to make sense for the PCA. I still think TPE will be there. 
but I'm not sure about PCS. We will find out. Yeah. All right, so that leads us into the next topic. Uh, G Fizzle wants to know, when was the last time you saw someone do something and asked yourself, who ties your shoes for you? I don't know how that leads into it. I'm just uh, just maybe spitballing that. About every day at work. <laughs> <laughs> On the drive to work. Yeah. I don't know if I can pinpoint one instance. <laughs> Every time so I, I went to get a, I, I went to get a coffee the other day, and um, so it's curbside, right? Kid comes out with mask below his nose barely covering his mouth and no gloves on. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, there's, you might as well just, yeah. why even have that? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing, pal? Yeah. <laughs> what are we trying to accomplish here? Because whatever I think your corporate headquarters had in mind this is not it. This is not, this is not best practices here. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was probably the one. That was like a week ago. So, I mean, amongst a bunch of other shit, right? But that I didn't see on TV and wonder the fuck are you doing. I feel like driving is a really big one. When you guys mentioned that already, yeah. Um, another one uh, the great state of Wisconsin had its uh, its coronavirus restrictions lifted all of a sudden by our Supreme Court our state Supreme Court and within an hour there were photos of packed bars like absolutely <laughs> packed mm -hmm. just like what the hell like why go yeah. stand next to somebody this doesn't make any sense so, I don't know. That was a big one this week. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I said, people are not itching about going back to work. No one, people are itching to get back to their social lives. So these people that are like citing economic reasons and hardship, a lot of times that's just a cover. They just want to go back to being able to Instagram and Snapchat their stories and go out and get fucking plastered and do this and do that. I mean, that's what you're going to see. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree about the people who are complaining loudly and protesting and all that. I think there are people who do want to go back to their jobs, but I don't but think those aren't those the, the people being people. loud about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Those aren't the people that are being loud about it, dude. Because those people understand that there's there's a massive trade-off, you know. And I'm with you, so, Kyle. So, so speaking of driving, I have a, a Judge Drew question tonight. Ooh. <laughs> Let's get it. This one's pretty weird. Uh, <laughs> so it, in Utah, they pulled over a car, the state troopers did, 
that they thought was driving under the influence. It turned out to be a five-year-old boy who was going to buy a Lamborghini with $3 in his pocket. No way. How do you judge the kid that took the family car, the five-year-old, to go buy a Lamborghini? I think that's pretty badass that he made it as far as he probably did. Five-year-old? How was he able to touch the pedals and steer? Pretty crazy, right? That's awesome. Good for him. He'll end up being like a NASCAR driver or something. Set some world record. (laughs) I think there should be a punishment for the parents. (laughs) Right. What would you do to them? That's that's some poor parenting right there. They they should have to do something. Uh, Some community service or something. Maybe they need to go to driving school. <laughs> well, I'm assuming they taught the kid that was able to get that far. He's five. Yeah. At the same time, that's probably the last thing you think your five-year-old's going to do, right? You're like, I should make sure to put outlet covers on the outlets, and I should make sure I have all the right you know, shit set up. You know, like, oh, man, my kid's going to take my car. I don't. I don't have kids, so I don't know what a five-year-old is capable of. (laughs) I would be amazed if my seven-year-old stole our car. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I would think, but... There's more to this story that we don't know. There's there's got (laughs) to be. I have to wonder. Because, look, was it in the garage? So he had to open the garage. He had to get in there. Did it have a key, so he had to get the key to then start it? Was it, like, the crank start or just the push button? I would hope it's just the push button. He figured out how to back it out. <laughs> yeah. Or did he, was it just pull it out forward? Seriously, Even a five-year-old? It wasn't though, like steering onto a highway? Yeah. A five-year-old a f- <laughs> got far enough down the street that the cops were like, this guy's drunk. <laughs> I know Dude, 25-year-olds that have a hard time with it. I could get 20 miles down the road before any cop ever noticed me. Dude, I don't know how he... I don't know how he hit the pedals and didn't hit anyone. That's pretty awesome for a five-year-old. He's been watching some (laughs) Days of Thunder or something. Sounds right. Where was that at? Florida? (laughs) (laughs) Utah, weirdly enough. Utah. Wow. Way to go, Utah. (laughs) Can't yeah, every, get a lot of drunk driving in Utah, but maybe yeah. they do. Maybe it's it's hilarious how many fucked up stories start with Florida man that 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 Florida couple that that Florida woman that 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 you know what the fuck's going on down there? <laughs> Jeez, that... <laughs> yeah. So I wish it was craziness, but the answer actually seems to be it's because of their their sunshine laws about what is allowed to be reported. They can put anything in the paper and anyone can find out about anything, unlike other states. So the same shit happens everywhere else. We just hear about it in Florida. Just doesn't usually involve alligators here. Right. Yeah. What else you got, Cal? 
I have a, a not very deep thought. Let's hear it. I was wondering about this right before we started, so I'm a couple of beers in. All right, so so for a long time... Are you enjoying a, are you enjoying your cigar with your beverage this evening? No, it's raining. Mm. So I'm inside. Uh, so for a long time, cigar factories have had lectors, right? And lectors... Uh, I don't know if they still have them, but and for the longest time they did. And they would read to the workers while they rolled the cigars. Um, so they would read yeah. the news, they would read classic literature, they would read all kinds of shit. Um, so that, made, that meant that cigar rollers were pretty well educated overall about current events and classic literature. Uh, and here's my thought. People are probably listening to our podcast while they're at work, just like the cigar rollers were at work. Does that make us modern day lectors in our own way except our listeners get educated in <laughs> wild bullshit yeah you're not gonna get smarter Sultan's <laughs> <laughs> tagline look I, the last couple weeks or maybe even a few weeks. I, I bet that we've caused some people to Google some stuff and look up things that maybe they have they wouldn't normally. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've touched on some topics that maybe a lot of our listeners don't normally follow. And they're like, oh, what's all this about? Could be. I hope. Even, even a lot of stuff is just you hear something and it makes the workday pass a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we have some pretty thought-provoking conversations. Oh, well, that's a that's a whole different question. <laughs> <laughs> but if it causes somebody to go seek knowledge, then yeah, I guess yeah. in a way we we are. I mean, how different is that than than what Kyle's talking about? I guess they're force feeding it to him. Well, they they got to pick their lectors, and they I think they voted on what they read. Is that right? A lot of the times, yeah. Huh. They definitely don't do that in modern day cigar factories. Yeah. So it's interesting because lectors were, for a while, thought to be like problematic by owners, but the most important part for the rollers. Imagine so like that. the the owners would be like, oh, they're reading them all this propaganda bullshit and union this and union that um one of the biggest strikes in tampa actually happened because uh the, the they tried to fire the lector the owners did and the workers were like fuck you you can't fire the lector really Lo- longest strikes in tampa florida history i did not know that i mean listen look at that we're learning something new right now we are very important information. But I mean, you know, you know how Monte Cristo got its name, right? The brand? Tell us. It's because the Count of Monte Cristo is a classic book that was read in cigar factories by the lector. Fascinating. The lector was, was one of the most important people in the cigar factory. And they were like in big no, demand. Were, they were almost like rock stars. So the lector, 
were they not only in U.S. factories, were they also in like Cuban and Dominican factories? I mean, there weren't really a ton of Nicaraguan factories probably at that time, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember where it originated. It did not originate in the United States. Hmm. I think it was. Yeah, Canada, I, could definitely but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, because most rollers now, man, they they got their earbuds in and they're listening to music or you know, the only person walking around is a production manager with that's about it. <laughs> There's no knowledge being gained. Well, I mean, you can listen to whatever you want now, though, which is different. Right, right. Yeah, it's a little different. But that's really cool, Cal. I honestly have never heard that. That's really cool. I think the history of lectors and cigar factories is actually surprisingly fascinating, but I don't think most people do, so that's okay. I think it is. That is interesting. Sweet. Where'd you, uh, where did you learn it? A bunch of different books. Yeah? The Tampa one is uh, a book called Once Upon a Time in Tampa about the rise and fall of the cigar industry. Um, and then a bunch of different books talk about lectors, a bunch of cigar books. Now, was it, were there lectors in other industries? Like, did other industries of production have lectors as well, or was that just like a cigar industry thing? I don't know. It's a good question. Hmm. I'd assume some other industries probably had them, right? It would be a lot more fun to do your work if somebody's reading you books or something. Yeah, now we have audiobooks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you guys this. Have you guys ever done audiobooks? And if so, how do you like those versus reading the book yourself? I do them at work all the time. I fucking hate reading. <laughs> okay. It puts me to so sleep, you... man. I just I, If I read, it puts me to sleep. So if I have it read to me, I'm good. Word. So yeah, I like the audiobooks. Luca? I'll listen for like a car ride or something. If I'm driving a long way, I'll pop on mm-hmm. an audiobook. Otherwise I'll read it. I prefer to read it. Yeah. I've actually never listened to an audiobook, but uh in general I really enjoy reading. So there are people who are really good at reading those books. Yes. That matters. Yeah. Different voices of the characters and stuff, and yeah. It's pretty good. Some of them. Some of them not so much. (laughs) No. So I do want to take a moment here to say thank you to um, a lot of the people that have really supported the Patina brand here over especially like the last three months, two and a half months with, with COVID and all of that. Um, because of because of consumer sentiment and because of people going to their shops and asking and, and whatnot, I'm assuming. But there have there has been interest in the brand from stores 
that I've literally tried three years to get into that are now coming to patina and saying, hey, you know, we want to revisit this again. You know, maybe it's time now. And that only happens. It, look, I haven't been on the road since March. It's not me. It's not, it's not the reps. It's all of you guys. And so I just want to say thank you for all the people that, that continue to support the brand. Um, it's really, really fucking humbling. So. So when somebody when somebody comes crawling back like that, do you say, okay, fine, I'll sell it to you? Or do you say, ooh, man, your competitors are going to keep making money off this site. you got to wait three years. <laughs> um, you got to – the hardest thing, the hardest thing, man, is is learning to put your ego to the side. And it's not easy. All the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. But when I step out of when I step out of my shoes and I and I put myself in the retailer's shoes, with the influx of cigar, with just the massive amount of cigars that have come out over the past few years, and not only from small brands like Patina, but also really well-known, recognizable brands that are much easier to sell than Patina. Your stance, your stance about that softens a little bit. Does that make sense? Um, because you kind of can understand why they'd be hesitant. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was just saying, there's a lot of brands that are really, really good for one release, maybe two releases, then they drop it off. Right. So I understand where they're coming from. At sure. the same time, they got to recognize. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's always a fine line. And this is, listen, I, I had this conversation with one of the reps today. I said, look, man, the, he, he was frustrated about some other stuff that was going on with, with retailers. Really, not nothing to do with necessarily Patina, but just in general, right? And I said, the one thing you got to learn is there are going to be people that are going to support you, and you ride with them. And the people that don't want to, either they're going to get on board at some point or they're not. But if I, I know myself, if I'm a business owner and I see an opportunity to differentiate my humidor from the surrounding humidors, I'm going to take that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to build on that. Because if I have 20 brands in my humidor, and my competitor has 17 of the same ones, what's differentiating me? Right? I mean, and look at now your lounge experience doesn't fucking matter. Okay? So now it's going to be your selection. So you can have the nicest lounge in whatever town or city that you're in. And at least for the next few months, that's probably not going to matter. Because people want to be able to buy what they want. Yeah. And if you don't and if you don't have it, Andrew at Small Batch is just waiting for you. And he's gonna get it out. And he's gonna get it out quick. And he's gonna send it with a bovida. 
and they're going to be ready to fucking go. It's that simple. So what side of the coin do you want to be on? That's the question. Right? That's how I look at it. So just depends. Yeah, those online retailers are like the greatest thing ever for boutique smokers these days. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Oh, you don't want to buy it or you don't want to get it for your shop? Okay, cool. I asked you. Like I told you I'd buy a box if you got it. You didn't want it? Sweet. I'm ordering online. Peace. Done. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating, man. Like I, we talk about when Matt Booth came on. Do you do you do my cigars not sell in your store? Or do you not sell my cigars in your store? And that was one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. Yeah. In terms of that, it's so true. You know. So I think the advice you got from him was better than the advice I got from him. What was the advice that you got from him? We'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Was it similar to the advice Jonathan Drew gave you? It's the same advice. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But in the end, man, it it really comes down to to the consumer. And so um, to, to see the level of appreciation, love, and whatever support for the brand is. I thank you to everybody that's listening and, and whatnot. So, and to you guys, obviously. But yeah, we're, we're gonna. It's gonna be an interesting environment over the next. Really, the rest of the year is gonna be really interesting to kind of see how things play out. And it'll be even more interesting to see if substantial equivalents. If we end up getting a second wave of COVID, which with the way people are behaving, probably will. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they maintain that September September deadline, but mm. we'll see. One more thing before we go. If you're listening to this, it will be late Tuesday night or Wednesday. B&B is doing pre-sales for the Sultans of Smoke cigars that are... Uh, Left. Ooh. Oh shit! Whoa! Whoa! And that's a genuine surprise because I honestly <laughs> did not know that. That's awesome. <laughs> they will be on sale tomorrow. Vince, well, Tuesday. Vince will be doing a uh, post with B and B, and he's doing pre-sale for all of them. Do they have an now, online store, or do yes. I call those guys? He's got an online store. Now, Drew. Yes. Because we believe in total transparency. Yes. These cigars are not remakes. No. So if you're expecting fresh cigars, these are not them. No. These are from the original release batch. Um, we have how many boxes of each? Uh, let me see here. We've got... 50 boxes of Legacy and 29 boxes of Max Press. There you go. Subtract one from each of those because I'm getting each. (laughs) There you go. 49 and 28. (laughs) 
I should have told y'all Vince. Y'all better race me to get these. I, I should have told Vince. Uh, I should have told him, hey, man, listen, you could have these again if uh, you bring in, you know, a 40 banger of patina, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just talking to him in the last, like, 30 minutes, and uh, he mentioned that pre-sale would be tomorrow. Ooh. So, been in the works for a little while. It's ready to rock yeah. and roll now. Yeah, that's good, man. Good stuff. Past performance does not indicate future performance. So <laughs> I literally have not smoked one of these in at least six months. So I, yeah, I mean, the people that still have them though and are smoking them are really enjoying oh, them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's good. Things. That's good. Um. Look, the reality is this: if you like strong, bold cigars, these these are going to be great for you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. All right, guys. All right. Next week. Maybe we'll get yes, Dan- sir. Danny back. Yeah. So right after this, I should go to bnbcigars.com. Is that where they're at? Yes. And order my, my cigars? Yes. All right. I'll do it. All right. Next week, guys. Cheers, gentlemen. See ya. All right, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the Salt and Smoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.